Are you looking as good as you feel? These are major questions we have to answer. Uh, Yeah, today is um, a very special day. We are going to start signing you up for Connect Groups at the end of the service today. And um, I'm very excited about um, that. Uh, If um, you're a good, strong, able-bodied male figure, and you will... (laughs) And you would be so, the cheap seats always chirp. I don't know what's going on back there. But um, if you'll stick around for a couple of minutes, we are going to move um, the car in after service today. And um, it, would be of, it would be of great help to us to have some strength here for that. And uh, we'll get it inside. It won't take just, just a few minutes. Uh, I thought for a second there the angel choirs were fixing to start singing. I'm, you know, so yeah, today uh, if you'll if you'll hang out with us just for a couple of seconds after you after you look at the um, uh, connect group opportunities, um, stick around and we'll move that car in. It'll just take a couple of minutes. Today I want to continue talking about the importance of a local church as a connecting community. All right. The local church as a connecting community. Because uh, I believe, and uh, when you read scripture, it's very clear in the New Testament that there is an emphasis placed on we as the body of Christ, as the building fitly joined together, as members of the church, that there's this emphasis placed on building and maintaining relationships. And I know that that can be scary for some folks because increasingly in the American society especially, in our culture, we become more and more and more independent from each other. I made the comment last week that uh, you can tell that even in our local communities, how many people are just isolated from everyone else. How many people really know their neighbors, really get to know their neighbors? can even call them friends. That, that, that idea of community has become smaller and smaller. I mean, it used to, you know, you, you would almost expect it to be that way in an urban setting, but, but that, that's even filtered its way down even into the rural setting. That we just sort of live our lives and we pick our friends and we have our small little circle and we just become content with that circle. But today, I want to really emphasize the importance of, of us not just coming to church. You know? I mean, we've, we've made church an event. Well, I go to church. No, we are the church. The people are the church. You know? What did you do Sunday? I went to church. How about, what did you do Sunday I was a part of the church. That, that, that when we come together as a church community, that we don't come to church, but we are actively engaged as the church with one another. I think that this is extremely important. I believe this is God's idea of the church. Especially in the, in the reality that 
that we as the human race are created in the image of a relational God, that God made us for community. He did not make us for isolation. He did not make us that, that we would be fully sustained and happy living on an island. I mean, in times past, I've talked about the movie Castaway and Tom Hanks. And the thing that, that literally drove him crazy was the lack of interaction with human beings. And he tried to simulate that with the volleyball and he, he called it Wilson. And, but, but, you know, you, you, just, you can't talk to a volleyball very long and stay content, right? I mean, at some point you would hope that it would you know, talk back. Let, let there be some mutual interaction, but, but that's impossible if you're cast away on an island all by yourself. But I don't think everybody in this room would agree with me that when someone lives a hermit lifestyle, we immediately recognize that something is wrong. You know what I'm saying? That, that something's wrong. That, that here's an individual that has completely separated themselves from, from community, doesn't want to be bothered, doesn't want to talk to anyone, isolates themselves away, and immediately we begin to worry. If you have a family member that is that way, or, or you know someone in your, in your community where you live that is that way, immediately you think to yourself, man, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? That, that, that they've separated themselves so fully, built walls so, I mean, this relational aspect of the human race was immediately recognized by God. In Genesis 2.18, it says, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. It is not good for the man to be alone. That God has, God has placed within us this idea of relationship. And since God has declared that it is not good for us to be alone then we can be reassured that when we group together, contentment is created in the church. There is contentment that is created as a result of our grouping together. True contentment, matter of fact, is not found by living on that island alone. The early church had a profound understanding of this, and I revert back to Acts chapter 2, verse 44, but they had, a, they had this profound understanding about the contentment that comes from community. Look again at Acts 2, 44. All believers were together and had everything in common. They were a community. They sold property and had possessions. And, and, and those that sold property and, 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 and had possessions, they, they gave to anyone who was in need. Think about that. Every day, every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. That's corporate worship. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. That is personal interaction in smaller groups. And see, I can't seem to ignore all of the togethers in these verses that the believers were togethered and they continued to meet together and they ate together. And in that togetherness, they had everything in common and gave sacrificially and worshipped and they were glad and their hearts were sincere and they praised God and they enjoyed favor and the Lord added to their number. And I believe he did that because they were intentional. See, all of this breathes 
the fact that when we become intentionally together, we find a level of contentment that cannot be found anywhere else. And God blesses it. And so that's why we emphasize connect groups. I believe that's why when I was formulating the the mission statement and the vision statement of our church, to love God, that's what we do on the corporate level. To connect with others, that's, that's what we do in our connect groups and other things that we're doing. Why are we having a men's uh, one-day connect event? Because we want the men in this church to get to know each other and to connect with each other. Why are we having a ladies retreat? Because we want the ladies in this church to get together to know each other. Why do we do various other things? Why do we have a tailgate party? Because we want people to mix and mingle with one another. We want you to be able to come to church and know each other. Or at least know enough of each other that you recognize that you're a part of what, of what God is doing here in this church as a, as a local community. Matter of fact, know each other to the point that if you're not here, somebody actually misses you. Wouldn't that be a great idea? Like, like, like where, where is she today? Where is he today? To recognize that, that, that we as a local church, we're just not a place to go. We're a place to connect. And contentment, this idea of contentment, this idea of living the blessed life, this idea of, of coming together with the ebb and flow of serving others and being served by others. I mean, when you look at 1 Peter 4.10, it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, to serve one another. See, contentment begins to rise in the level of the church when the people recognize that God has placed me here specifically with gifts. That I'm a part of, I'm a part of the body. And, and the function that I have in the body is extremely important. And God has placed me here. You know, I've pastored long enough to, to have seen this on multiple times through the years. That we lose somebody, either by moving away or by leaving the church or by passing away. That, that, that you lose someone in the church. And, and it, it, it sometimes takes a long time to recover from that loss. Because they were such a vital part. Their gift was so important in the body. You know? I think about people in this room right now and, 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 and can specifically say with, with a sincere heart that, that um, if you were missing, we would limp. If for, if for whatever reason you were taken out, this, this local community would suffer because you're, you're an important part of the body. And all of us are that way. Every one of us are that way. Every one of us has an importance. You know that the Bible says that, that God brings us together, that you're not here by happenstance. That, that you're not here just by accident or just because you, you know, one day we're driving down the road and, and, and said, hey, I like the name of that church, I think I'll go there. I mean, you may, you may, you may think that's what happened, but, but the Bible says that God specifically places the members in the body. Matter of fact, look at Romans chapter 12. This is very powerful when we talk about contentment for 
just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If, you're, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. And if it's serving, then serve. And if it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Recognize that that we're all a part of something that's wonderful, wonderfully designed by God. And you're a part of that. And, and, and like I said, Paul wrote in, in one place, he, he made the comment that each one of us were placed by God. That you're here because God drew you here. You're a part of this body because God had that in mind. And how important it is then for us to recognize that if we're going to serve one another, we need to know one another. I'm going to be straight with you. I mean, it's very difficult to receive a word of prophecy from someone that you don't know. You know? Years ago when my father-in-law was pastoring in the, the church in, in Mounds, and, um, and there was this person that had never been there before, and they had... Um, and, and uh, she leapt to her feet in the middle of service and said, Thus saith the Lord, eat, drink, and get fat. And my father-in-law said, Oh, would you just sit down? Just sit down. We ain't receiving that. But when you know someone, I've had people that I know, and when they speak a word into my life, I know it's from God. Because I know them. And I trust them. What about a word of encouragement? Doesn't encouragement mean a whole lot more when the encourager is in relationship with you? Like, I mean, just about anybody could walk up to any one of us and say, Man, you're looking great today. Be blessed. But what if it's someone that knows what you're going through? What if it's someone who knows that you are in a situation that could be very discouraging? And when that person walks up to you and says, I believe everything's going to be okay. You're looking great today. Be blessed. There is a reception that comes from relationship. It's not my intention today to preach long. I want to give you an opportunity to go and check out the tables for connect group sign up. I want to give you the opportunity to, I don't want to mess up us beating Woodlake Assembly to the restaurants. I always pick on Faith Church. I got to find another, you know what I'm saying, 
The reality of life is this, that contentment comes through relationships. And none of us are at our best when we're alone. It's the truth. So I want you to participate. I want us to embrace this idea of connection. We've tried, we've tried to make it as easy as possible. This year, we're, this semester rather, we're doing something a little different. Next week, we start the What's Driving You series, and so the following week, our connect groups will, will launch. So you have today and you have next week to sign up for one of these. They're on different nights, and we've strategically put them in, in locations. We have a, we're going to have a, a, southern, a southern connect group opportunity. Everybody say southern so we're not going all the way to Texas, but we are going to Rocky and Misty Woods. And uh, they live just south of Mounds, not very far from here. But this is our southern group, and they're going to be leading that connect group. And every week they're going to have, uh, we're going to prepare a sheet of questions and answers, and you're going to discuss what was preached on Sunday. So Rocky and Misty Wood are hosting this group on Saturdays at 5 p.m. Saturdays at 5 p.m. Rocky and Misty Wood's place. Then, then we're going to have a, a mid, kind of a mid idea of a connect group. And this is uh, Wes and Nancy Chinworth. And if you don't know, uh, Wes and Nancy are uh, Pastor Hannah Eckblad's mom and dad. And they've um, uh, been very gracious to open their home. They live... Uh, Kind of South Jinx, North Glenpool area, mainly in that, that range. And so there's going to be on Thursdays at 6.30. Thursdays at 6.30 is going to be that opportunity. And then we're going to do a northern group for people uh, like Pastor Trent and Hannah that love to go, to, love to go downtown and see tall buildings. Um, they see tall buildings from their house. Literally, they live downtown. Um, Trent and Hannah Eckblad, there's going to be Mondays at 6 p.m., Monday at 6 p.m., and that's going to be the northern, the northern group. And these three groups are all going to be doing the same thing. So they're going to have the same handout, and everyone's going to be discussing the same questions from the sermon that takes place beginning after next Sunday. These are three primary groups. There are opportunities for our free market connect groups as well, but we don't want the free market connect groups to interfere with these three. So... If you're doing a free market group, um, we're asking you not to do it Monday at 6 or Thursday at 6.30 or Saturday at 5. And uh, I think you can understand that. We want everybody to participate in these. Uh, these connect groups are only going to last as long as the sermon series. And as it stands right now, the sermon series is going to be um, four weeks. So four weeks, um, you'll, be, uh, you'll be in these groups. And these are the primary ones we want you to focus on. And if you do want to do another one, just um, let Pastor Trent know and register that group, and it'll be awesome. Why don't you stand with me today? Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name over our connect group opportunities, Lord, that your hand of mercy and grace will work in every heart and every life. I pray, Father, that your grace rest upon us in a mighty way bind us together as a church 
bring community contentment to every one of our lives. And when we give you praise for this in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. All righty. I'm going to bring our ushers forward. They're going to wait upon you today for the offering. There are three ways to give here at Triumph. And it is your giving that blesses our church. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the offering. We ask that you would bless it in Jesus' name.